0: We're afraid of the darkness as well, aren't we? Yeah. As, you know, we've been taught to fear the dark.
1: Hello and welcome to Your Own Drum from The Empowered Feminine, where we speak to brilliant women about their lives and how to find happiness in a complicated world. My name is Claire Spink, founder of The Empowered Feminine and lover of all things that guide women home through self-empowerment. So if you feel like you're in need of reconnection or recharge... This is a podcast for you. Hello and welcome. Today I am joined by Joe Barnard, who is an empowered feminine. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you, Claire. Great to be with you. Thank you. Let's start off, first of all, by just, I'm going to check in with you and see what day of your cycle you are in and how you're feeling with it.
0: Mm, okay, well, I think I'm around day 21.
1: Oh. So coming up to
0: that interesting time where everything goes a bit fuzzy.
1: Brilliant. That's two of us in the autumn phase. So uh, this could be a really interesting conversation.
0: Could go either way.
1: It could go we? completely. Or any way. <laughs> okay, Joe. do you want to just share a little bit about who you are and what you do before we dig into some real
0: business? Yeah, absolutely. So I work mainly as a life coach and a well-being therapist. Um, I've been working for myself for 13 years now. Um, My journey started with Reiki um, and progressed um, onto running meditation groups, which I've done for about 12, 13 years now. I teach Reiki. um, I coach mainly women, um, run women's circles as well to empower them to find their own juiciness and inspiration, to follow their inspiration. Uh, I also paint a lot, abstract paint, Mm. um, which I love, which is a great form of self-expression. And in recent years, probably the last five years, I've been working as a funeral celebrant as well for people that I know. So Mm. when people that I know lose a loved one, um, I take the service so I write the service with them and deliver the service for uh-huh. them so yeah you could call me a life coach and a death coach perhaps. yeah
1: <laughs> i gonna book you in ahead of time obviously <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of having something a little bit different you know obviously I'm assuming that you take on a very different role with the celebrant work rather than just being you know the, the standard kind of funeral service that you get it's a lot more Um,
0: about who they really were. Absolutely that's a passion of mine so really I think in all the roles that I carry out they're all about holding space for people whatever they're going through Mm -hmm. Um, but really it's a great way to honour a life to create a service that everyone's happy with to celebrate the life lived and for the family to feel really that they've given their all and made it as personal as possible. It's a a real privilege to be part of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. I like
1: that. So before we started recording, obviously when we were sitting there drinking our coffee, Mm -hmm. you said that about 15 years ago you had your awakening. Mm. What triggered your awakening? What what kind of kick-started you into it?
0: I think for me it was a journey... When I was quite young, so let me go back to my childhood. My mum is a Christian and mm-hmm. my dad was an atheist and I wasn't brought up either. Um, they were both pretty relaxed. and um, But I often went to church with my mum and felt a connection with God, with a higher loving force mm-hmm. and... I chose, I think when I was about 12, I chose to be confirmed. So I felt this deep connection with something bigger than myself, with a loving force. And I think I got to about the age of 14 and we went to a church service and the vicar was talking about, if you don't believe in God, you go to hell. Yeah. So for me, at that point, something switched off and I turned my back on the church not that I was a big church goer but something shut down in me because for me my dad wasn't a believer in God or religion Mm -hmm. um he certainly was a good man and I wasn't being told that someone like my dad was going to go to hell so something for me switched off Yeah. And I kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater. I turned my back on that connection to source at the same time. And I shut down for a while. And I kind of just followed the usual linear way of living, which society kind of dictates. So I had a good job, um, had a nice car, met a lovely partner, had nice holidays, bought a nice house. All the kind of linear steps we take and then got married And for me, the pinnacle I felt was going to be having children. And we thought at one point we might not be able to have children. And our firstborn son was incredibly precious to me. I adored him. I still adore him. But soon after he was born, something told me that's not everything. That's not the pinnacle. That's not who you are it's not your purpose mm-hmm. so although becoming a mother was an important part of and still is a very important part of my life it i knew there was something more and that kind of shocked me and around the same time or a few years later my nan passed away and i just remember at that time all of the roles that i'd been playing if you like all the hats i'd been wearing um started it started to become clear that they weren't who I was so i started breaking down and breaking open and really discovering who i was so that kind of set me on a journey to find out actually who am i what is my purpose what is the point of this life what is it that i'm supposed to be doing now wow and what did you do like what kind of modalities did you step into Well, Reiki was where I kind of discovered um, that there was something more. I had, um, it was at my son's primary school. They had one of these pamper evenings. And I just had a five-minute session with someone um, for Reiki. And I had a migraine at the time coming on. And weirdly, the week before I'd taken a book out of the library on Reiki, I didn't know what it was had this Reiki treatment, and as I was experiencing the treatment, it felt like something was releasing from my head, but this woman wasn't touching me, and something just clicked and made sense to me, which on a logical level didn't make any sense. So that was kind of my introduction to something else Mm. and my own Mm. experience of that that didn't need to make sense to anyone else but me. Um, and from that I quickly decided to learn Reiki and then lots of people came to me for Reiki and that then set me on a different career path because at that time I was working in marketing. Even when my sons were young I was working part-time, but this new way of connection and living felt real to me and I decided to make that switch from the commercial kind of corporate world that no longer satisfied or fulfilled me into something that really brought meaning to myself and others
1: yeah so it's like that one moment of being at your school's like pamper party that literally shifted
0: yeah
1: i think that's a really good message isn't it for everybody is that you never know what's around the corner you never know who's going to step into your life And be that catalyst that just changes your whole trajectory. Absolutely. Um, That's really, I love that. Mm. Um, And so with now, obviously, we're going forward 15 years and you've been doing this work for, like, you know, really solidly, I guess, for 13 years, haven't you? Yeah. And your work as well is all about the empowered family and empowering women. Very much so. What do you feel is an empowered family or an empowered woman? Because everyone has a different angle on
0: it. Mm. I mean, I think the, the the feminine and masculine aspects are within all of us, regardless of our gender. Mm. But the empowered feminine is um, really it's about being self-aware, self-responsible. It's, it's a journey of self. So it's not about pleasing others. It's not about... Um, the opinions of others and what's expected of us. It's it's breaking through to really come back to self and from a place of self-worth, leaning into what inspires me, what lights me up, what turns me on, and leaning and taking action in that direction. Because I think inspiration comes through us and leads us. Mm-hmm. And often we don't allow ourselves to express ourselves because we don't want to be judged. But if we can break through and trust in that inspiration and connection, we start to create a life that feels very aligned for us.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And we we had a bit of a laugh, didn't we? Before we came on online, we were saying how you know we're just going to come onto this podcast. We're going to be who we are. We're going to be real. We're going to be all, you know authentic. You know, I do obviously drop a few swear words every now and then, but it's about if, you, if you're not attracting with, you know, who I am and, you know, it's not my vibe, then we had a little song, but we might not sing it because <laughs> I, I don't do singing in public. But it was quite, it, it was just honouring the fact that, you know, if people don't attract to our vibe, then they can, you know, go and find someone that they do attract with, you know, who who is in alignment with them. Yeah. Um, and now I love the fact obviously we've kind of, we met, half an hour ago and yeah we've been through a lot of conversations already um but tell me about your wake up this morning that you had and you had like a little song going through your head yeah. it was a little bit appropriate wasn't it
0: so let me explain so this morning I was invited to go live in a group and this group of people journey with the tarot So the tarot is often seen as this prediction tool. Mm -hmm. But actually, there's a different way of working with the tarot, which is very empowering. Prediction to me is very disempowering. But the tarot, there is so much richness and wisdom in the tarot if you work with it in a different way. So every card represents an aspect of self. And if you journey with each card, you go deep into that aspect of self. You you start to understand more about yourself. So this morning I was invited to talk about the Queen of Wands, which is all about the empowered feminine, which coincidentally (laughs) happened on the same day that we're doing this talk. Mm. And I was going live at nine o'clock. I got up about seven and this the tune was going on subconsciously in the back of my mind. I wasn't even aware of it until I got downstairs and I thought, I'm singing Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. And I know the song quite well. I love Alicia Keys. She's so soulful. Mm. She's such a, a force. She is the empowered feminine. I love her music. and But the lyrics, there's so much wisdom in this song. So... She's just a girl and she's on fire, hotter than a fantasy. So I was thinking about these lyrics. So she's just a human girl mm-hmm. in female form, but, or well, and rather, she's on fire, she's lit up, she's turned on, she's taking action, which is hotter than a fantasy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, often, I think, the feminine... Or we're kind of brought up thinking we have to look a certain way and appeal in a certain way and pleasure others. It's very much an external. We give our power away when we're trying to be what we think we should be. But if we take back that power and use that creative energy that is coming through us, which is our sensual sexual energy, um. And we use it for our own pleasure, our own path, our own journey. That is hotter than a fantasy. Yes. That's real. That's, that's taking that energy and not letting it just be an idea or a fantasy or a dream, but actually embodying that and making it real
1: absolutely
0: yes and it is about reclaiming
1: isn't it it's reclaiming our pleasure what lights us up yeah absolutely and and showing up as the the woman inside or if you're a man obviously but for us it's like being the woman inside and and allowing that true expression to come through and I think so many times you know we do believe that pleasure is something we have to give externally like you said but it's what is it that gives us pleasure yeah and there's shame around us oh so much shame holding pleasure and having pleasure and in whatever form you know especially if you come from religious backgrounds there's you know sexual pleasure is a real shameful thing and even just finding pleasure in the work that you do you know there's that expectation that we should go out and do you know the linear nine-to-five jobs Mm -hmm. and when we step into doing these kind of roles that we play where you know I would still do this work if I never earned another penny in my life because it gives me so much pleasure It, it drives me and I'm sure that you would do the same absolutely And I think that's where we want women to really get to that point of what is it inside you that lights you up? What is it that, you know, creates that juiciness and that that pleasure? And seeing where those blocks come in of, you know, well, I can't express myself or Mm. I can't be visible or I can't be seen. Mm. And trying to work back to, you know, where those blocks have come from. Who is it that's trying to suppress you? Yeah. I love that, that I'm going to be listening to that song after we yeah, this please podcast. do. Look at the <laughs> lyrics. There are so again. many yeah. great lyrics in it's that song. It's funny because it used to be my my daughter's favourite song, and she used to really belt it out. And I'm going to go and like you know oh, let's start singing that song again. Yeah, just to remind, especially when you know my daughter's 11, so it's reigniting that. That when yeah. they're at that age, they kind of start to lose themselves a little bit. Yeah. So reigniting that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that in. You're
0: welcome. There's another line actually in there that I felt was quite apt for today because another line says something like, in a world of catastrophe, she knows she can fly away. Mm. And today, I mean, on a micro and macro scale, we have catastrophes and chaos within our home lives and then outside you know today Russia's declared war on the Ukraine you know that's a that's a massive crisis Mm. and we can get lost in the crisis the suffering and of course we want to be compassionate about all of these things but we can lose ourselves in external happenings when actually if we continue to lean into what it lights me up what turns me on what inspires me what can I create from a place of love you know that you, you rise above and burn through all of the chaos and catastrophe
1: mm. yeah that's a really good point and I think that's something that really needs to be held with, with you know with what's going on in the world today mm. but everyone we can get so distracted
0: Totally. You know,
1: particularly when we went into all those first lockdowns and things, everyone was getting so distracted with Netflix and all the other things. And it it was such a brilliant opportunity to actually dive in and look inside and go, okay, what do I need to peel away? What do I need to look at? Mm. Why have I been given this time to really work on myself? And I think that's where everyone can get so lost in, you know, like you say, in the external world. Mm. And we're
0: afraid of the darkness as well, aren't we? Yeah. As, you know, we've been taught to fear the dark. Yeah. Uh, but that going within is where all of that deep wisdom, yeah. oh, that's, that's where juicy. we think. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it, it, often it's painful, but sitting with that discomfort and um, learning, what is the wisdom that I can take from that discomfort? How can I grow from that? Yeah. Uh, there's nothing to fear.
1: Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your paintings because I know that you use your creativity to really express through. So when did you do your first painting?
0: Well, I, I did art at school. I enjoyed mm-hmm. art at school. My dad was a really talented watercolour artist. And I think I just compared myself with him and I just thought, you know, I can't compete. My dad was so good at painting. Mm-hmm. But actually um, I paint in a totally different way in a very self expressive way but it's only been in the last several years that i've started painting again and oddly or not um i was reading up a lot at the time about mary magdalene mm-hmm. who another kind of suppressed feminine yeah. energy um and i had an image that needed to be painted in my mind it wouldn't leave me I drew the image of a woman and something kept telling me you need to paint it. And I kind of went into, oh, you know, I probably won't be very good and I haven't painted for so long, I don't know where to start. And this, this vibrant image of a woman came through, naked with her arms open, connected to spirit, grounded to the earth, really powerful. Wow. And she was actually coming out of a vagina. Ooh. yeah,
1: and were you already, and it was that
0: was like a rebirth,
1: so were you already doing like at that point when you painted that? were you all very much into doing the female empowerment work? yeah, so you're already yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so you're really quite kind of aware, yeah. so it wasn't that wasn't part of your kind of awakening process, of no,
0: awakening. but it was an awakening of creativity yeah. and self expression and letting go of the fear, yeah, and kind of being reborn and seen and not caring mm. what other people think, yeah. So do you help
1: other women in that, like, kind of finding their, their creative pathway? Because not everyone can paint, but do you encourage when you're doing your women's circles and things, like, finding their way of expressing their creativity? Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's really, life is about leaning into joy. A lot of women come to me because they don't know what their purpose is mm. and they think that there's one, this one purpose that they need to find. And I like to look at it more from the angle of lean into what lights you up and fill yourself up with joy and that will radiate out of you and you will then become a blessing to someone else. That is your purpose is to share and to make the world better, but you don't have to bleed yourself dry in order to do that. You know, let's fill ourselves up and radiate and give from that place. So whatever lights people up, do it, singing, dancing,
1: painting,
0: whatever. I
1: used to, um, I found out over the years, a lot of clients would come to me and they would have like fibroids, and fibroids are like unexpressed creativity. Mm -hmm. And often when you tap into these women say, well, what is it you really want to be or do? Or, you know, whether it's that they want to do it as a whole career or just as a hobby. And because they're so busy maybe, you know, being mum or partners and doing normal nine-to-five jobs... And I always remember this one client, she had like a massive fibroid and she was living a normal nine-to-five linear job, but she just wanted to be a singer. And all she wanted to do was sing in a pub. Like she didn't want to go out and be, you know, the next Beyonce, but she wanted to be just able to express. Mm. And so she did, she went out and she did it. And her fibroids, without doing anything else, went and disappeared because she was actually finally expressing her creativity. And I think it is something so important because if we don't express our creativity and express who we are it comes through our body, doesn't it? And we end up with all these ailments and illnesses. And and I think it's just helping women, isn't it, on their path to find out, like you say, what lights you up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So powerful.
1: Yeah. So you obviously, I mean, and we evolve. So what lights you up in one week? Mm-hmm. One week could be something completely different, you know, a few weeks down the line. Yeah. But right now, what do you feel is the most kind of, Ultimate lighty uppy.
0: What's inspiring? Yeah, yeah. I think colour at the moment is really lighting me up. Colour. So, what I'm wearing, what I'm surrounding myself with, what I'm eating, even, I'm just loving all things colourful.
1: Oh, Are you redecorating your house? I am redecorating my house. (laughs) Yeah, how weird that
0: you. (laughs) You know, you get that expression. I've
1: got to have these colours. It's like, yeah, yeah, suddenly every room has got that colour in it.
0: Yeah. So the oh, energy of color I think because the world can feel so gray and dull and sad yeah. and I noticed actually I love wearing vibrant pure colors and I remember walking into a supermarket and I was wearing a bright fuchsia pink coat and I noticed how many elderly gentlemen smiled at me that day oh, you it lit was them up. It, yeah yeah and that's how it felt. I think when we can express ourselves in that way, mm. without even doing anything, we're just becoming a blessing in yeah. some way. So yeah, I love. I'm loving colour at the
1: moment. What colours? What's your um, colour focus at the moment?
0: I don't have a particular colour focus. No, okay. no, just the vibrant energy of different colours. The rainbow. The rainbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Joe, is there anything that you particularly want to share with the listeners that you want them to know about like how they can find you? And if they want to follow you and come and do any work with you, because obviously you've got so many different tools. Mm. I'm not talking about necessarily booking you in for the deaf celebrant stuff right now, because that's a little bit further <laughs> yeah, down the line, hopefully. Special
0: deal. Yeah, special deal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like you've got so many different wonderful gifts that you offer to people. So
0: where can people find you? Are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram um but I'd say mainly Facebook. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm, an, I'm a Facebook user. <laughs> As my son way, says why, it's for we? middle-aged women <laughs> and I fall into that category so I'm happy with Facebook. So find me on Facebook Joe Barnard um on Instagram I'm Joe Barnard art and my website is theevolutionofyou.co.uk. And I've got some nice little retreats that I run on on there. Online retreats, actually. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so that's lovely because obviously people can tap in and do some work with you online because it's not always feasible, is it? Especially in today's day. Yeah. Or travelling around and actually going to in-person events. So it's great that you've got some online. Um, And also, I'm assuming that on your Facebook or your Instagram, you've got all your... Wonderful paintings, so that we can go and have a little look Absolutely. and see. Absolutely, yes. I can feel a commissioning piece coming up. Oh, on. yes. <laughs> yes, I hope so. I may have. I'm just about to redo, um, I've having a big renovation at the moment, I'm about to redo my study. And my, my original idea was to have this great big Marilyn Monroe kind of abstract uh, mm-hmm. mural on the wall. Mm-hmm. I've got this feeling I'm going to be going, Jo, come round and <laughs> paint, paint my wall instead. <laughs> just to speak, like, I love Marilyn. She was just that like, really misunderstood Woman and I think you know she was always so oversexualized. So yeah. and seen in a way that she was always kind of seen as this dumb blonde, and I kind of always like, no, she wasn't like that. She was I was so obsessed much with her. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was a real smart cookie as well. Yeah. I had an obsession with her from the, at the age of fourteen. No idea why, but mm-hmm. you know she's always been that kind of person. That I'm like, yeah, I want to celebrate her and all those misunderstood women in life and yeah. celebrate. Um, yeah, just huh, juicy kind of vibrant women and i thank you for being one of my juicy vibrant women Aww. coming on the show today it's
0: been a pleasure it's been fun and, uh, thank you yeah thank
1: you so much so if anybody wants to connect with joe you've got her details on instagram on facebook and her website and i'll obviously link them uh when i put this podcast out so joe from my heart to your heart i thank you very much Bless you thank you thank you, thank you. If you've enjoyed this show, then please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. See you on the next one. Big juicy love.